Good morning. And if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Luke's Gospel. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 2, starting to read at verse 46. Before we do that, let me just uh, wish you all a blessed new year. And uh, let's pray that we have a blessed time this year as we gather together around God's Word. Let's just pray together. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have uh, this morning to meet, in, for some of us, in this unusual way. But we just pray that through this, you will continue to bless us as we hear your voice, as you speak to us through your word. And our Father, we ask these things in your precious and worthy name. Amen. Well, let's look at that passage together. Luke chapter 2, um, uh, Luke chapter 1, starting to read at verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him, from generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. But he has lifted up the humble, has filled the hungry with good things, has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever and ever, even as he said to our fathers. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you again for this, your word, and we ask your continued blessing upon us as we look at it together. And we do this in your precious name. Amen. Well, I've titled this morning, um, A New Year Begins. I don't know if you like um, looking at uh, cartoons in the newspapers. Uh, one of the favourite ones, really, is probably Peanuts. That's by Charles Schultz. Now, he had a, a friend, another cartoonist, by the name of Bill Keane. Bill Keane actually spells the word Bill, B-I-L, just one L, to distinguish him from other cartoonists. But this is what he's uh, credited as saying. Yesterday's history, tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. So as we begin to move away from Christmas, life goes on, and so does the Christmas story. And as we move into the future, we leave the past behind, but we always take something of the past with us. And my question this morning is, Will it be that we take with us? Will we take with us the gift that God has given to us? The gift of his son, Jesus. Now, in the words of Jesus, when he spoke to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, in verse 10, Jesus said this. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You see, this is the gift of God. Jesus is the gift of God. And Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 15 said this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And what is this, the gift of God? The gift that 
in the words of Paul, is indescribable. It is beyond comprehension. And I wonder how many people will have recognized that Jesus is the true gift of God, the gift of Christmas. Let's go back just a week and consider again the testimonies that we have of those who accepted the true gift of God. You know, the word testimony means it's the evidence and the proof of something. And it's always good to hear how someone came to know Jesus, how they came to know him as their saviour. And you know, the wise men who came from the East by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's always by the power of the Holy Spirit. But also for them, it was by studying whatever means they had, reading the word of God. And by doing this, they were able to see Jesus as the Messiah, the promised King of Kings, and the Lord of all. And the gifts that they brought represented who that gift of God is. They searched and they found. Now, in the same way, the man who traveled from Ethiopia to Jerusalem in his search to find God and who found Jesus on his way home. Now, we can read all about this in Acts chapter 8. It's the Ethiopian eunuch. And on his journey home after being in Jerusalem, we find that he's reading a passage from Isaiah, a passage that spoke about a person who would suffer. The passage that we have in our Bibles, it's Isaiah 53, verse 7 through to verse 8. But he was guided by the Holy Spirit to read this passage. And also by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the Lord sent his servant, Philip, to meet with this Ethiopian. And in verses 34 to 35 of Acts 8, the eunuch, that is the Ethiopian eunuch, asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. You see, this is a New Testament person, one who's living after the the resurrection. We've got Philip, we've got the Ethiopian eunuch, and yet they find Jesus in the words of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Here's a question. Do you read your Bible? You know, this man did, this Ethiopian eunuch did, and the result was that he ended up taking Jesus as his saviour the gift of God. Let's think of the shepherds. You know, really, uh, this is going from one end of the spectrum to the other. We've just left the the wise men, these kings in their own right, who who had the wherewithal to be able to travel this great distance. And here we have the shepherds in the fields at night, the night workers. And they learned who Jesus was, not necessarily by the written word, but by the spoken word. You see, it was the angels, the messengers of God who spoke to them. And we read this in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Isn't that good? Good news of great joy. And it will be for all people. 
Then it goes on. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So they're being told that a saviour has been born for them. And then Luke goes on, he says, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. This, this, the, Luke is bringing us the words that the angels spoke, that they spoke to the shepherds. On earth peace to those whom his favour rests. And they, as we know, accepted the invitation, the invitation to go and see, to go and see to go and look for Jesus. You know, it may be that you were invited by someone who asked you to come along to church or to a place where you knew, knew the gospel was going to be preached. And maybe it was there that you met the Saviour when you took that gift of God. And Luke goes on when he talks about the shepherds and the, the angels. And then he says... When they had seen him, these are the shepherds, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, the shepherds not only believed and accepted who Jesus was, they themselves became the messengers of the good news just like the Apostle Paul. Unlike the shepherds, he knew the scriptures, but it wasn't until God spoke to him that he knew Jesus as his saviour. And then he could go on and say, well, many wonderful things that we, we have in our Bibles, but just the one from Romans chapter 10, verse 14, Paul said, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? You know, preaching is not just standing at the front of a church on a platform or at a lectern. It is living, living the Christian life. And people can see that. And people can hear the words that you speak and the words that you say. How can they hear without someone preaching to them? People need to be told just like the shepherds were. You know, as we look back over this past week, we've looked at Herod, the one who refused the invitation. You see, he learned who Jesus was by word of mouth. The wise men told him. That's the wise men from the east who travelled that distance to find, to find Jesus. And also Herod, by the written words of God as it was presented to him by his own so-called wise men. You see, Herod believed about who Jesus was, but he refused to believe in who Jesus is. You see, he missed an opportunity, an opportunity to accept God's gift. And that opportunity has gone out to many over this Christmas time. You know, Herod not only rejected Jesus, but he tried to eliminate him. And there are people today who try to do that. You know, there's places where Bibles are burnt, where the gospel is not allowed to be preached. And yet, and yet, the gift is still offered. 
the one who is Jesus, his name. Let's just consider for a few moments this morning the importance of that name. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we read this. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That's how important the name of Jesus is. But as we consider the importance of his name, we see that God spoke to both Joseph and Mary and on separate occasions when he told them that his name would be Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, as God speaks to Joseph, she, that is Mary, will give birth to a son and you, that is Joseph, are to give him the name Jesus. Because... He will save his people from their sins. Do you get that? The name is given. And it's because of who he is. The one who will save people from their sins. To Mary, Luke chapter 1 verse 31 to 33. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. And will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. That name, Jesus, Saviour, great, Son of God, a king who will reign forever. In the words of a hymn that we sometimes sing, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Who can tell what God can do? Who can tell of his love for you? In the name of Jesus, Jesus, we have the victory. What did Mary say about Jesus? Well, that's the passage we read. It's known as Mary's song, or in other words, the Magnificat. Listen to what she said, and let's just pick up uh, a few points in this passage as we consider the name of Jesus. She said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their most thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remember to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors you know we could spend a lot of time looking at that um, song of mary but jesus mary said in god my savior she said all generations will call her blessed because of who jesus is she said that his mercy that is jesus god's mercy extends to those who fear him what did Joseph know about Jesus? Well, we've had that wonderful song of Mary, but Joseph's recognition of Jesus was probably more reserved than that of Mary's. But we know by his actions that he obeyed and trusted in what God had said, and he accepted Jesus as being 
not just the saviour of the world, but his saviour. What did Simeon say about Jesus? Well, this is a passage of scripture that we call the Nocturnitus. It's Luke 2, verse 26 through the 32. Let's just look at that again as we consider the name of Jesus. It says, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he has seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you have now dismissed your servant in you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You see, he recognized Jesus as God had revealed to him that this is the one, the one who he has been looking for. He was moved by God's Spirit. He praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord. And then he says that his eyes had seen God's salvation, God's gift, God's promise, a light of revelation. And he also said to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. He recognized Jesus as God revealed to him that this is the one that he'd been looking for. There's a question, what or, or who are we looking for that will see us through this coming year? You know, listen to these two quotes. I'm going to quote one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament, and they're both saying the same thing. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, You will seek me and find me, and when you seek me with all your heart, do you get that? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Then we come to the New Testament in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. That's what Jesus said. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Let's, as we, we, we've thought about um, Simeon, let's think about Anna, who was also there. What did she say about Jesus? Well, this again is in Luke chapter 2, verse uh, 38. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. He is the Redeemer. You know, this Christmas, many people will have seen Jesus, yes, as the baby in the manger. They will have heard the Christmas story. And the sad thing is that as the new year begins, like in the parable of the, the sower, this memory could be blotted out, blotted out by so many other things, and only to be revisited again next year, if next year the opportunity is given to them. But, praise God, there will be those who will see Jesus as Saviour, as Son of God, as King forever. This is the gift. This is the presence that is offered to them right now. 
like the wise man from the east who came by way of the written word of God that we call our Bibles so we can find Jesus in our Bibles. Like the shepherds who came by the spoken word of God, the proclamation of the good news by listening to the gospel, we can find Jesus. Like Simeon who was seeking, looking for the promised one. Like Anna who rejoiced at seeing Jesus, like Mary and Joseph, who together trusted and obeyed the words of God. You know, all this is by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's all by the power of the cross. It's all by accepting with a willing and a penitent heart the good news of great joy, the real gift of Christmas that will go with us into this year and on into eternity. You know, let's uh, just maybe finish with the words from Philippians 2, verse 6 to 11. This again is about Jesus. Who being in the very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God our Father. Let's just pray. Our Father, we do thank you for this morning and the way that we've been able to gather around your word. We can read your word, and in it we can find that gift of God. We can listen to the gospel preached and in it we can see Jesus. Our Father, you can speak to us. You can speak to us through our conscience. You can guide us through our thoughts and you can bring us to that point where we have the opportunity to accept that gift, which is Jesus. Our Father, we started by saying yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. May we accept Jesus as our Saviour and then walk with him as we go through this coming year. And we ask these things in his precious name. Amen.